everybody, we're back with EI Publishing, talking about ancient texts. Ancient texts. So it's actually funny, the first thing I'd like to ask you, Julie, is you wrote down ancient texts. People are going to think they're the texts that we sent like a year ago, you know, over an <laughs> iPhone. That's not the text we're, we're referring to. The ones we sent a couple of years ago on the old flip phones. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, so you know, this is something that you and I have talked about doing for a while, and I'd just like to ask you a few questions. What, you know, um, give me a little bit of an idea of the premise behind this. Well, I think um, we're both avid readers, mm -hmm. and I enjoy going as far back into the energy of the source of material. And so it's always great when you can go all the way back to whatever is as ancient as before, not as it's been interpreted and um, translated, but just the energy of the vibration of what the conversation is. So when people read any book, it doesn't even have to be ancient. When you read any type of a, um, someone's manuscript, you read it, you read the words, but somehow something else inside you is saying something more. And a lot of times you can't decipher that. And that's not ancient. That's even, like I said, with today's books. If you read some of these really good, thought-provoking books, you read it and something else is kind of stirring within you. And so when we talk about interpreting some of these ancient books, it's not we're going to give, a, give you a history you know, of, of what was going on at the time. We're not going to define it in terms of, well, this is what the, re what the, what the writer was saying. We're actually going to go in and explore that idea of what's, wh what are you hearing? You're reading something, but there's something more to it. And you like to call that, I mean, not to put words in your mouth, but these are your words, kind of reading between the lines. Right. In the it's space the between. space between. The space between. And sometimes it's between the actual paragraphs, sometimes it's between the actual chapters, and sometimes it's between the actual books as per what dates they were recorded or said to be recorded. And some of the other interesting points, when you and I sit down to talk about these and we, we, we read them and what you're really hearing, it's actually interesting because we sort of hear a lot of the same thing and we believe a lot of people out there are also hearing something. And a lot of times it's just, how do I interpret that? What does this really mean? And we talk about the Bible and, and one of the, the, you know, we're going to look at some Norman Vincent Peale and Neil, I forget the other. Goddard. The other, Neil Goddard. And no, it, that, yeah. It, um, Napoleon communion, Hill. Communion with God. Neil you know who he is. I'm sorry. He's going to hear this and say, I'm going to slap that girl. So, but what it is, is they're even looking at the Bible and they're taking the passages and they're reinterpreting them. And when you hear that, something stirs within you and you know, there's a truth in that. And you're like, oh, wow, this is so much more powerful than just the written word. And most people take just the written word and they hang on to the words and they don't go beyond that. But when, when, people have that conversation, there's something that stirs within you. And that's really what the, the exploration is within these podcasts. And I think the funny thing is some of the people you mentioned aren't really ancient. No. <laughs> and no. so in, in the realization of what the ancient term is to me, it's going as far back to the simplicity 
of what is mm. said and mm-hmm. transcribed and related. It's almost a metaphorical speech. Mm. It's like mythology. Mm. And then you present the picture yourself as you're reading it and you ascertain more knowledge and wisdom while you're reading it. It's just something that vibrationally occurs with you. Because as we know, there's a lot, I'm going to go here, there's a lot of self-help stuff out that has regurgitated certain tiny little aspects and then put some drama to it. And that's not ancient. No. And so the parts yeah. parts of, of materials and research that go into not necessarily the translation, yes, but not necessarily a full interpretation with judgment of what something means. It's more so the, the energy and vibration that's just shared and it's gets shared generically. Like for example, where we had been working on a podcast on Lao Tzu, Tao Te Ching. And just reading those things spontaneously, you know, together as we're discussing them, mm. there's a whole different energy and vibration to what your interpretation is. And the important part I believe is that that's where real life exists. When you're just listening to someone else's interpretation and someone else is saying, this is what it means, now let me tell you my story, it's actually very distancing. You don't feel, you feel as though someone else has, quote, the secret that you are missing. And, and that's because someone else learned something, but then they twisted it and put it in their words. We're not interested in doing that. We talk about ourselves and what we're learning because... Hopefully, you that that engages you to explore your own feelings, and and there'll be things that you say, oh my gosh, yeah, that I I can resonate with that, and there's going to be things that you say, wow, they said this, but I'm getting this, and and that's really what the goal of these podcasts are. These podcasts aren't Julie and I saying to you, this is what it means, this is what you have to do. We're going in, and we feel the power when we discuss it, and we're sharing it. Because you're going to get something and you're going to go with it. And, and then all of a sudden, it's no longer someone else's life that you're outside looking at saying, wow, look, at they figured out a secret that I don't know. You're going to sit back and say, wow, wait a minute. This is moving something in me and I feel it. And that's part of me. And then you now move into that space. <laughs> Hi, this is Julie here with Susan, and I have to ask you, what's one of the favorite books that we've written together? Which one would you say? My favorite would be Energetic Invocations, Mm. because you tricked me into writing it, (laughs) and it wrote itself, and I just was grateful to be a part of it. I like all the books we've written. We've had so much fun, but that's probably my favorite. You know, I agree with you. I love Energetic Invocations, and I love the invocations because they're really powerful, and I love the way it slides into the Endra book. So the Endra scripts is really fun as well. So I agree with you. Yep. Awesome. So Julie, we wrote 10 plays of the Endra scripts. Yes. Do they seem believable to you? Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? They're a hoot. I relive them most of the time. (laughs) But they're not traditional magic scripts. No, they're not. It's real magic based in energy. It's cool stuff. And everybody can do it. That's right. Everybody can. You know what? People are always posting quotes. You don't even know if they're really true. Or they're quotes that you've read 10,000 times. Right, and you're supposed to like them. What about quoting from something different and new? Oh, no, 
that would be fun. We did it and took quotes from our energetic invocations books and we put it in a quote book. How They're really I, good. How do I live when I don't fit in? You can find it on Amazon. Hey, Susan. Yes. Do you know what you get me for Christmas? Hmm, not sure yet. Well, don't be thinking you're going to give me any of the books we've written because I have all of those. Yeah, but they're e-books. They're quick read, yet they keep making you go back because you think you got it. And you got to go back and read it again because there's something more each time. It's like a gift that keeps giving. I agree with you. They're in my pile to read again over <laughs> and over. But, you know, I'm kind of stuck on this Christmas trivia right now. Julie, you don't do trivia like everybody else. Oh, no. I started with the Christmas trivia book because I found all this really interesting Christmas content. And so I started making really fun questions. Stuff that nobody else has asked. But you didn't stop there. Nope. I'm working on Halloween, Samhain, and trivia on magic and Salem. And love trivia that's going to be a bit X-rated. You have another one. Yes. We worked on it together. The Kabbalion trivia. And anyone who's heard our podcast or read the Kabbalion by Three Initiates, you got to get this. It's an ebook. It's on Amazon. And you might end up thinking about the Kabbalion in ways that you would never have imagined. And that's the purpose of trivia because it works at your brain, mind, consciousness, and gets you in all types of cool energy to propel from. And isn't that what we like to do? It is. And that's what makes it fun. It makes it so much freaking fun when we do that. And that's finding your truth. Because when you're taking someone else's interpretation, you know, enhanced with their judgment and their drama and their personal stories, it gets all discombobulated as to what the truth is. Right. And the vibration of the really cool, just natural principle that's in there gets lost. Yes. So this is actually a start in, in helping people to become unlost because as I said to you earlier Julie this morning is that if you look at people who are power who appear because I don't like to say I know these people but appear powerful appear to have what they want to appear um, I guess society would define as being successful if you you know go to the core of it when you listen to them talk about their life and their experiences they are just themselves and when someone is themselves to such an, an extreme, you can't help but be successful in your definition of success. It doesn't have to be society's definition. And I believe more people are not in their in their definition, quote, successful. It's because they don't know who they are. And if you don't know who you are, you don't even have a beginning, you know, a, a way of deciding what's important to me, what's not important to me. And a lot of these books, if you really go to them, it's not religious dogma. It's really a high inter- higher interpretation of God, of energy. I like to use energy, universe, God, you know, they interdisperse. All. Exactly. And so the funny thing about that, too, is that when you go to these texts... It's your truth that comes out from inside of you, you know, based in all those layers that you've amassed of baggage as you Mm. walk around and beside and and between everybody that exists here and encompassing, you know, all their stories and all their drama and then whatever your involvement is. And this is taking off all the layers and whatever from those ancient texts 
that propels you is what's important. So it's not like you have to read the whole Bhagavad Gita. You have to read the whole Bible. It's whatever jumps out at you. And that's really cool. One of the things we're going to discuss is Norman Vincent Peale took mm. out 40 phrases and statements yes. from the Bible and then talked about how their energy was really, really intense. So the, the last thing I would like to say that I think is really important, Julie and I wrote a book, Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change. And that was something we did because we needed to. We needed to unpeel, Julie's talking about unpeeling layers of stories and, and things you've been told and what you have to believe and who you are. And we had to go through that process um, for ourselves to, to, un, to take off all those layers ourselves. And we wrote it. And what happened is then we started saying, how do we live now? Now that we know the truth and we're not all these things that people told us, we know who we are and we're still learning. And this became a labor of love for us to go into, like, how do you live differently when you finally cleared all the quote baggage? And we are sharing this. Julie and I are doing this regardless and we're going to do it. And we know how powerful it is. And the only thing I can say is we've been said, we've been asked, how do we, how do we share this? And honestly, this is the only way I, I know how to do it because I'm going to do it. I know Julie's going to do it because I'm going to push her whether she wants to or not until she kicks me <laughs> I've out. I've been doing it forever. <laughs> and so this is our way of sharing it. So if you enjoy it, awesome. If you don't, that's fine. You know what? Keep searching because your answer is out there. What you need, you will find. And going back to the ancient texts, whatever you pick up, whether it be the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, something from those great people in the 1950s mm -hmm. like D.M. Fortune, Manley Hall, um, who was Charles Hanel, Napoleon Hill, they were all kind of mm -hmm. in there trying to figure out, they're talking about energy and they're sharing about, you know, think and grow rich. They apply it to money. Yet there's principles in there that can align with you, that can help divulge your truth. And it's not like it's every single aspect of what they say, but whatever hits you. And there's stuff on YouTube where people have posted, you know, their conversations or I don't know where they've gotten their presentations. But there's a lot of resources. There's stuff online with sacred texts. And you just go in there and whatever metaphors kind of hit you, because once again, as I always say, mythologically and symbolically, it's hitting your unconscious. Right. And your unconscious is going to go, oh yeah, hey, hello. So, so keep us in mind. Um, not, you know, if you listen to it or not, I don't really, it's not going to change what I'm going to do. Yet, it would be nice to have a conversation with like-minded people, that people are really interested in doing something different. So if you find this fascinating, if you find other um, venues, other media out there, share it with us. We'd love to hear from you. And the other cool thing is if you find it fascinating, share it with your friends. We're having a conversation. A lot of people have said to us, I'd love to be in on your conversations. <laughs> so now all you folks can and it's an interesting energy and vibration that you can propel from having this kind of energized conversation. And so once again, it's Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change. 
and there's the high octane version and then there's the version with process this that has some examples from the real world in it it's nothing related to us which is great so there's none of our drama or anything in there but it's for each individual reader to experience it and divulge their own truth and so feel free to like and and and, and become and a follower of, mm -hmm. of these podcasts as well these are free and again we're opening the conversation and as we started this podcast streaming live i played some great new music from new threads and so we're going to exit on that and it's a, a called alone leave me from new threads oh.